Kenobi. Hello there. <laughs> May the force. Force the force. 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 Force the force will be with you. Always. Welcome to Star Wars Uplink, your place for everything Star Wars gaming, as well as the TV shows and the movies. I'm your host, Sage Goodwin, and as always, I'm joined by Sydney Laurel. How are you doing? Hello. Today, we're going to be talking about the final episode of Obi-Wan Kenobi, and I think we're going to approach it with a little bit of a twist after the break, so stay tuned for that. Just you reconsider playing that message for him. Episode 6, the finale of Obi-Wan Kenobi. Spoiler-free thoughts, what are you, what are you thinking? Mm, yeah, that's about right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, okay. It had moments. Yep. I think it had the moments that everyone knew were going to be there. Yeah. Uh, everyone expected it and wanted them to be there. And, uh, yeah, it is... I I think this episode was what they originally intended the quality to be, filmmaking quality mm-hmm. aside, because we'll get into that once we start talking some spoilers. But... um. I think I think this was more accurate to their original vision than any of the other episodes were. It felt like this is what they were ultimately leading to. They just weren't able to get there very well. Like Revenge of the Sith. Revenge of the Sith is the quality we wanted of the rest of the prequels, but it took two movies to get there. Mm. Yeah, it was... It did feel a lot better. Like, it felt like we finally arrived. Mm-hmm. I wonder if it's just because it was better of a story and an episode or if it was just we were just glad for it to be over. <laughs> a little bit of both. A little bit of both. It but it 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 felt like a wrap up. Like it was like okay, we're done and this is the end and so let's just mm-hmm. throw all of our beans in the pot right now you know like it was i don't think i've ever heard that phrase before i just it just came to me throw so. the throw the beans in the pot <laughs> just do it <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah yeah they finally were like okay let's tie this bow let's it's it seemed like the episode could have ended so many times yeah it was kind of like a little like ending. seven seven endings <laughs> are we ending here nope mm-hmm. now i'm still going are we ending here hmm Nope, 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 still going. It's like the first Fantastic Beast. That movie just keeps on like, oh, hey, this is a perfect place to end this movie. Oh, we're going to do another one. Oh, this is the perfect place to end this movie. Nope, time for another ending. Yep. Yeah. Uh, I think for me, the action was a little bit better in this, this episode. Um, we had a little bit more of a character resolution. We didn't have any really character development at all, mm-hmm. which is still disappointing. And we are left at relatively the same place that we started, except Obi-Wan's a little bit happier now. I guess, even though he has no purpose. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, they never really set up what his plans are. Which I guess is fine. They got to wait for season two. That's never going to happen, right? They kind of set it up for one, Mm -hmm. don't you think? I thought the whole idea about Obi-Wan was that this was it. It was, but 
it was such a huge success that I highly doubt that they're going to let that slide. Let's jump into spoilers. So I'm going to talk about why I think that this is a possibility for a season two. Okay. Okay. Spoilers. I'm going to just jump right in from the last conversation. We have a Reva spinoff show that they're going to make. Who knows what direction that's going to be. Probably hunting down Vader again. And because Vader still survives in this the original trilogy, you can't do anything about that. Or maybe it's a revenge path against the Grand Inquisitor. I think that could be interesting. Um, or she tries to become a Jedi again. That could be interesting. So we have Reva, a character in Obi-Wan that is getting her own show. And then we have... A perfect setup in Obi-Wan finally freeing himself from his shackles of depression and being able to see Qui-Gon, who has been there the whole time. You know that like um, that like church saying of uh, there's this beach and there's two sets of footprints, but sometimes one set of the footprints are, are missing. Those are the moments when I'm carrying you. Have you ever heard that? Yes, yes. Yeah. Oh, gosh. Those are the moments yes. when I'm carrying you. I feel like that's Qui-Gon. Yep. Qui-Gon was like, I've been, <laughs> I've been here this whole time. <laughs> I love how far away they stay. Like, from they stay him, away yeah. from him. So it's such that's a wide like, shot. Oh, okay, we can't get too up close to see all those wrinkles because... <laughs> I don't know who you are, yeah. but I will find you. Apparently, you age in the afterworld or afterlife, so... Um, <laughs> Let's not get too close. Except unless you're Vader and then you go back in time to Anakin. <laughs> right. You know the special editions of uh, Return of the Jedi? Mm-hmm. It's not Vader that's there. Yes. In <laughs> uh... the DVD or Blu-ray versions. Oh. But, hey, uh, we get Qui-Gon, which yeah. I, th- I think we were all expecting this mm-hmm. to be the story where we get to see the training of Obi-Wan and Qui-Gon. Because it was perfectly set up at the end of the prequels to be like, oh, an old friend I found or something like that, that Yoda says. And then uh, it's time to train and get ready for what's to come. Well, it takes him nine years to get to that point. Um, Maybe it's just him dealing with the the struggles of his guilt and overcoming that before he can actually get to that point. It takes him nine years and a small child missing and all that fun stuff. But I think the story more people are going to be interested in is that Qui-Gon-Obi-Wan story. Mm-hmm. So I think with the success, one of the success of the show being, I think, one of the one of the top performing of the Star Wars shows. Really? I think so. Oh, guys, come on. <laughs> Nostalgia sells. Uh-huh. I mean, when they, they promoted it so hardcore with the Vader versus Obi-Wan and the prequel mm-hmm. stuff like i saw so at the gym i'm we're here we don't usually bring headphones or anything we just kind of have some like not have things in our ears time my brother and i and a friend and we're sitting there in between sets and uh on the radio i hear an ad for obi-wan what yeah so they're pushing it really hard to be advertising on a radio station yeah you know the last time i've listened to radio Goodness. And my car was probably like 10 years ago. <laughs> They're trying to get like the older generations with mm-hmm. the nostalgia of Star Wars. Oh, yeah. You know it. All the all the dads that took all of the millennials that are now dads mm-hmm. yep. <laughs> who are working out of the gym. Yep. 
They're trying to target those people yeah. who like, may have get, forgotten their headphones so they your, can't listen to their podcast or something. Yeah, get your kids on the Star Wars bandwagon yeah. now, sort of thing. <laughs> sure, do it, but maybe start with the older stuff, please. Mm-hmm. Let them form some <laughs> decent opinions of Star Wars. <laughs> No, don't. I introduced my kid to Obi-Wan. No. (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah, I think that's I think that is ultimately why we're going to get a second season. They haven't confirmed anything, but I think with how they ended that show and the success of the show and people's uh, somewhat positive uh, reactions to the prequel nostalgia train that they were trying to steer very uh, <laughs> unsafely uh, i think with all of that paired together i think we i think we see a season two mm. what do you think i could see it i mean it is disney who is yeah. well known for continuing franchises it would, it would not surprise me mm. not at all i would be disappointed because I would not have high hopes for that yes. show being to, to tell the story that I would want it to. Mm-hmm. But I mean, Ewan and uh, Liam Neeson, like, I mean, that's what we're here just for. Just put them in a box and let them do stuff. Mm-hmm. That's all we need. We don't need any of these. Oh my gosh, Luke ran away. Time to get him again. Or <laughs> they flip it on its head and. Obi-Wan runs away and Luke Qui-Gon has, has to find him. Oh, no, Qui-Gon. Yeah. There we go. So Obi-Wan's the child and then Qui-Gon has to run around the galaxy <laughs> trying to find him and uh, teach him the Force. Mm-hmm. I think that'd be cool. It'd be cool to have just basically like a... You know how in Jedi Fallen Order you have each of these different locations? You've got the Jeffo temples. You're going to these key parts of the Jedi history you're going back i think that would be really cool to have this almost like um pilgrimage to these key force powerful places Mm. and then maybe if you want that like um that tension is the inquisitors are slowly but surely tracking them or they could be destroying those locations and that is the ultimate thing that they're trying to find this uh, this ancient secret that Qui-Gon has discovered and they need a specific aspect of the force to be able to fully embrace the power. I'm not sure. Mm. I think that could be something fun though. Then you get to explore different locations. You get to see the relationship between Obi-Wan and Qui-Gon. You get to see a lot of these pieces that they could set up very nicely for that. Again, that's expecting a lot. Uh, Yeah, that's expecting too much. The only way I could see any of any sliver of that working is if they just do all like what's the word? Um like when they go back in time. Flashbacks? Yeah, it would be like an entire show of flashbacks. Hmm. I feel Flashbacks to the prequels? Flashbacks to Obi-Wan and um Qui-Gon? Qui-Gon's. Hayden? Yeah. Hmm. And probably some Hayden too. But mostly Obi Wan and Qui Gon. Like I, just, I would just uh, that would be the all this deep faking and. The <laughs> well, they don't have to do deep fakes. Ooh, if they're flashing back though. They would if. Uh, I'm they would. You just know they would. With whom? Who would Probably they deep fake? Liam. No. Older looking. They had Hayden in there, and he looks like he's seventy. <laughs> 
They're totally not going to do that. They're only going to do that with characters that are much older. Frankly, they're only going to do that second season show if it, A, ties into probably Reva again, and B, if they could probably introduce a new character that they can have a spinoff for. Because <laughs> apparently that's all that these They only use the for. old characters to fuel the half-life of new characters. Ugh. Is that what you're saying? Yes. Okay. Yes. I could see that. Uh, but who who would they introduce? I could see them bringing Reva back. I think that could be... This is like... They have the Mandalorian cinematic mm-hmm. universe, and then that's like Mando, Book of Boba Fett, as well as... Is it Ahsoka? Or is it Ahsoka before? Mm. I think Ahsoka may be during that same time frame. Yeah. But you have those, and then you have like Andor and Obi-Wan and Reva in this other secondary universe telling this specific, this time frame in between Order 66 and the original trilogy. So you get that mix of the prequels and you get that mix of the original trilogy. And the Mando, you get the mix of Clone Wars and Clone Wars and Clone Wars <laughs> and the original trilogy and the sequels. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Did you say Clone Wars? <laughs> <laughs> Side tangent. Yes. But do you think Bo- uh, Bane, Cad Bane's alive? Mm? Do you think Cad Bane's alive? Mm. This mm. is completely unrelated, but yeah. I'm just wondering. Do you think Cad mm. Bane's alive? I initially want to say no. I don't think he is alive. But considering how our, many stabs we've seen yes. in Obi Wan alone, yes, and it's always with a the lightsaber? same stab. It is, and you would think a lightsaber would be a lot more um, mm-hmm. potent in killing than a, just a blaster. Yeah. Um. Exactly. I could definitely see him coming back, especially considering considering Riva like played dead <sighs> with one of the strongest Sith in existence uh-huh. without her being discovered uh-huh. and somehow was there for her friends dying and then was somehow able to crawl her little mangled body away twice so she's got stabbed twice twice that's 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 right she got stabbed yeah i'm sorry i i yes she did show that she was in pain that's not that's not the pain that you would be unless she got to herself to a back to tank <laughs> becta <laughs> Okay. Side tangent aside. Okay. Yes. Going back, what did you think of the fight between Obi Wan and Darth Vader? It was a lot. It was. Um, I hated the filmmaking in that. Like the cinematography, the top down shot where they freaking shake the camera. <laughs> Don't. Don't do it. I hate. Whoever is running the cinematography and the camera for Obi-Wan, you may be competent in other areas, but you were not very competent in this aspect. Every single fight scene was so shaky and not in the, oh, this is a good added addition to the scene. You want to have this grand scale feeling of this momentous fight between two titans of Star Wars. And you're going to have a top-down shot where you, you periodically go... Like that one... 
there's one, the first one where they have the top-down shot. It's so bad. And then every other single shot with that fight is so poorly done. I just... Uh. <laughs> okay. Yes. Now, in and of itself, yeah. without any context of the rest of the show, it was a really cool fight. Mm-hmm. Like, if, if this was just a single fight moment in, like, a comic anthology or spinoff or something like that be freaking awesome but it's also wrapped in this uh packaging of just uninspired Mm. yeah story it's this weird balance of or not lack of balance Mm -hmm. of this entire story trying to get you to this point to see this epicness and even that's kind of in a sad package of mm-hmm. bad cinematography and yeah yeah what did you think of the ultimate or what they said because they basically said the same thing as the prequels did hmm. he came to a similar conclusion so it's like the same same battle but on the opposite side of the coin i think hmm. in a way explain so you have the fight between Anakin and Obi-Wan in the prequels, in Revenge of the Sith, and you have Anakin close to death on the the edge of this fire lava river. Obi-Wan leaves him for dead and comes to the same conclusion that he is gone. You are lost. Then you are lost. You have this ultimatum of like, oh, hey, Anakin's gone. He's now Darth Vader. And then you have that same resolution in this one i don't know I, I just wanted something a little bit deeper than like oh we left him at the same spot that we like there wasn't anything more added mm. to that experience of who obi-wan is who obi-wan was they're basically the same person except now the fake rapper that they had for the rest of the show is gone and now he's much happier with himself because he almost killed the same guy but I don't know. I, I just wanted something a little bit more there. Yeah. Does that make, does that make any sense at all? Yes. Yes, it does. Because ultimately, that tells me that they were telling a story that did not need to be told. Mm-hmm. We have already they seen had to this. Come to the same conclusion. Yeah. We have already seen this. We have already experienced all of Obi Wan's emotions. Mm-hmm. Why are we back here? Why are, are we faced again with Anakin? having to admit that uh, no I killed Anakin I am Darth Vader like why did we have to come to this place again Mm -hmm. I didn't think of it that way but you're right it did feel a little shallow like it was like why like why why are we here like I would have loved something like what something that added to the original trilogy as well as the past of like what something new from this experience that Obi-Wan learned from the second battle with Darth Vader? Mm-hmm. What is that deeper meaning of him stepping away when he could have killed him again? Yeah. And then the whole thing about, I, you didn't kill Anakin, I did. It's a little bit of a stretch. I appreciate the effort at which they're trying to say, oh yeah, uh, he killed, uh, Darth Vader killed your father. You know how, how uh, Obi-Wan says that in the original mm-hmm. trilogy? Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Good homage to yeah. that. So I, I like how they were trying to tie that together. But I don't know. I think I would have loved it a little bit more if we saw a hint of 
Vader's humanity, maybe, or a hint of Obi-Wan's rage, something a little bit deeper there, Mm -hmm. I think would have really added to that experience where you could see maybe the ultimate reason, maybe in that fight, he's forced away from Vader in a way that he can't actually finish what he's what he started. Right. And then you have that, I don't know, a little bit more of that texture to, mm-hmm. to the to battle and something that would add to what we know in the prequels and what we know in the original trilogy. And what it did didn't change anything in a drastic way. So they played it really safe in a way. Yeah. yeah which is weird because they're, they're playing with the, these two characters. There was no edginess. It yeah. was just, oh, we've seen this all kind of before. One thing I kind of want to point out is I don't know who or when I saw this. I'm pretty sure it was a video and they were just talking about how you can't make these characters more powerful Mm -hmm. than when we originally saw them in the OG. That was the only like that was the only struggle with um, Rogue One was Mm -hmm. the fight between Vader Hallway scene. Insanely awesome, super cool, geeked out on the edge of my seat moment. But it's like, huh, it changes the following fights in a very interesting way. I struggle with relating to that evaluation because the books and legends did the same thing where you had insane, powerful Luke, insane, powerful Vader, insanely powerful Palpatine. Like you had these basically Sith Lords that were literally destroying planets on a whim. So I think they've been historically doing this since Star Wars began. Yeah, just not in this but medium. But I, th- I think I, the, the, the argument that I heard with the Obi-Wan versus Darth Vader scene in uh, New Hope was that because they had this past of these fights or these epic moments that it became more of a, I respect you as a swordsman much better. And I think they were trying mm-hmm. to hint at that a little bit with the um, Anakin versus Obi-Wan flashback fight where Obi-Wan right. outmaneuvers him. Yeah. But kind of ca- carrying over a thought that I had is there are no payoffs in the show. Mm-hmm. There's nothing that's set up earlier in the season that pays off later in the season. Mm-hmm. Even the moment where you have the fight between Anakin and Obi-Wan in the flashback where you have Obi-Wan being very strategic, you don't have the payoff of him doing the same thing and winning in the same way That's in the true. fight against Vader. That is true. Hmm. Right? Yeah. I think that they're so close. So close. And now I want to get to a little bit of a twist. So we've been really negative on the show. We've been... It's it's put me down. It's been yeah. really sad not being able to like really... Uh, really have fun with the show with a lot of the other fandom like there's a there's like 25% of the fandom that like really likes it and then there's like 25% of the fandom that hates it and then there's like 50% of the fandom that are like eh it's it's okay it's fine I guess it's okay I'd say that's the spread and both the people that hate it and the both people that love it are very vocal and I'd say the majority of it's like because I'm like Rotten Tomatoes yeah all of the audience score is 56% and then Mm. the critic score which I actually tried to find the critics that gave them that score. There aren't any. If you go and look on uh, Rotten Tomatoes, at least the last time I checked, there were no critic scores or reviews of the show, probably because it hadn't been finished yet. Hmm. 
But it said 89% critics audience or critics score and then the audience was like 56%. So I'd say like half of the people are meh, meh on it. Yeah. Didn't like didn't really hit where it needed to hit. And I think ultimately that's because the show is lesser quality. It was rushed and they didn't give the time that it needed and uh, was cut short on a lot of different aspects and was changed midway through production and all that fun stuff. Basically normal Lucasfilm. Mm-hmm. But let's take a break and I want to do switch it up a little bit. Let's talk about the positive things about Obi-Wan. Let's right. end it on a positive note. And uh, I'm going to have to think about this. <laughs> hopefully, hopefully we can find some good notes to, to, to take it up on. Only different in your mind. You must unlearn what you have learned. So I'm, I'm always a fan of positivity in the Star Wars universe. It's an incredibly long-standing community, so you have a bunch of different opinions around the show. I mean, it's going to be celebrating what? It's... It already celebrated its 40th anniversary, so like 2027 it'll be 50. So it's, it's, it's getting up there. Um, it has a wide audience and every, every different aspect of the audience has different views on it. And it can be quite toxic on the internet, depending on what part of the internet you're on. But I always, I always like to, to promote the, the positivity and the people who are trying to promote a, a good community. And I'm, I'm really happy with the community that we've built up on Star Wars Uplink. So let's, let's take a little bit of that, that spice it's ingrained in the Star Wars uplink, and let's bring together some some of our some good things. Let's share some good things about the show. My, I'm going to start with it's good to see you and back. So I haven't really seen him in a whole lot recently. I know he's been in a bunch of stuff, but I have not watched them. So it's good to see him in something again, in something that I've watched, and just to see him back in back in the seat of Obi Wan is yeah. really cool. Yeah, I would agree. That was kind of the first thing that I thought, too, was mm-hmm. just seeing you, McGregor, again. Like, oh, thank you. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> I will say another thing more uh, more recently in terms of what's in the last episode was Qui-Gon. I love I loved that. I love that Qui-Gon was there. Um, he's a really cool character. I think there's a lot of depth there because he was he was more of that gray Jedi than we've seen before. He was a Padawan student of Count Dooku. Count Dooku is a really cool, rich character. And Qui-Gon didn't agree with a lot of what the Jedi Order wanted. And I th- I think it's really cool to see him back. Especially, I loved that they sp- they had a few set interviews in specific locations about other films. And obviously, they get asked, Oh, hey, uh, you going to take back Star Wars? And he said... Unless it's in a movie, I'm not coming back. Hmm. But. But he came back. As we noticed in uh, Tells from the Jedi announcement, he's going to be coming back with his son to uh, reprise the role of Qui-Gon in one of the animated shorts that they're doing. Oh, really? Yes. So there's that side of things. And I was like, I think we were going to see him. Mm-hmm. I really wish that they teased it a little bit better and they kind of came up to it and touched on it in different points with that journey of struggling with the force but i love that the payoff again they didn't set it up and then have a payoff but we did see at least he was there qui-gon was there so good and that's another one of those things is like my inner nerd was just like yes Mm -hmm. (laughs) i can't believe they did it yep so I, i really appreciated that side of things 
Uh, Grand Inquisitor. Mm. I'm going to surprise you? everyone oh and say the Grand Inquisitor makeup aside was good. Hmm. His, uh, the actor for that, I think they did a really good job of adding to the character. I wish he was in there more, which yeah. is very surprising to say. But I think that also added to my enjoyment of his character as he was there just enough. And when he was there, it was like, <laughs> hello. Very memeable. <laughs> very memeable. <laughs> so I really appreciated that. I wish his costume was a little bit better. I think it would have been cool to have Jason Isaacs return because um, that's the guy who does the voice of him in Rebels. Right. A.K.A. Draco's dad. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but I think it was... It, I think he did a good job and he added to the role in a way that I didn't originally intend. So that was a good surprise. And I think that was that was him taking the subpar writing and story that they had and bringing a lot of flavor that he brought himself to the character. So we don't really see stuff like that with him in any of the lore, really. We don't see that in Rebels. We don't really see it in any of the, the comic showing so I, I think that was cool. I would love to see a Grand Inquisitor show one day. I think that would be cool. Yeah. Because they didn't really get into the dynamic of the mm-hmm. hatred between Vader and the Grand Inquisitor. Because there is that there. I would have loved to see a f- the fight between the Grand Inquisitor and Vader that Palpatine had to break up. Like, there are these cool moments and tension and friction between these two characters that I think would ultimately make a really good show. And hopefully, maybe Reva's show will do that. But I don't know. Now that uh, they've opened the Pandora's box of uh, Hayden back as Vader, Mm -hmm. I think they feel free to put him in more things, which could be both good and bad. Yeah. Who knows? Who knows? Um, I really, even though, I mean, we pretty much step on it every single time that we talk about it. I actually think if you look at the sets as a stage like as a play it i think they're pretty cool the ideas i think of each of the locations were really good mm-hmm. i just think they were poorly executed yeah yeah so i think the concepts of each of the locations of i mean the design of the grand inquisitor's palace or whatever fortress mm-hmm. was so cool yeah i love the colors i love the contrast i love the the design of it i think that was really cool so i think they had they had strong influence they just were poorly executed on mm-hmm. it. Yeah. Yeah, that palace is pretty neat. Mm-hmm. It's kind of an interesting idea That's to think of it. That's the standout for me. Yeah, to think of it as like the iceberg sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Like this is this seems ominous. Well, you don't even know what's underneath the waves sort yeah. of thing. Like it's got that implication of mm-hmm. we're big sort of thing. Yeah. We're a big deal. And it was here. just so <laughs> tall too. That one shot where they're all the Grand Inqui- the Inquisitors are walking down the hallway. You see that like green hue around the background. Mm-hmm. You get a lot of that. See that that was the what I was missing on a bunch of these shots mm-hmm. was that scale. They yeah. were a, that shot was able to pair very well the feeling of a bigger stage or location. It felt like a place, yeah, instead of a stage. And mm-hmm. I think that was really well done. Yeah, they didn't do a new sand planet. He, thank goodness. I will say that. Gotta gotta <laughs> commend them on that. What's funny too is all these people are like, I can't believe we're back on Tatooine. <laughs> it's like I'm so glad we're on Tatooine uh-huh. and not another stupid sand planet. Honestly, I was kinda sad we didn't stay on Tatooine a little bit more. Mm-hmm. I know that maybe you probably it, like Meh, but I thought it was f- a good amount. Mm-hmm. 
but I don't, uh, yeah, I thought it was an okay amount. For Obi-Wan's growth, I feel like it was necessary to stay on. Yeah, I think they needed to stay Tatooine. on longer for his character development. Mm-hmm. But they didn't take it, it that way. I think they realized how uh, unhappy people are with how much Tatooine has been a focus, especially after Book of Boba Fett. I think people have gotten their fill of Tatooine. Mm. But if they're going to do a sand planet, I hope it is always Tatooine or an existing sand planet. Yep. Not a new one. Jakku, we're looking at you. Jakku and then the other, the other sand planet... In Rise of Skywalker. Oh, gosh, that's right. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, we're talking about Yeah, you forgot about that. Yes, I did. I blocked it out of my mind. (laughs) (laughs) Let's do one more good thing that we could point out about Obi Wan. I have mine. If mine's not the same as yours, then I have mine too. Okay, three, two, one. Leia. Leia. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Dang it. Do I have to make a new one? <laughs> no, I, I think we can just. I, okay. I, Leia. Leia was such a good character. Yeah. Like her actress. Oh my gosh. Mm-hmm. I think they did such a good job with her and the spunk. And she added to the experience so well. Like she, if she wasn't there. Oh my gosh. I think if we had the same story, but she just wasn't there. It would be inc- more lacking, in my opinion. It would be a whole lot harder to watch. Yes. Because mm-hmm. she adds a really good level of humanity, and I think was, honestly, the best actor in the show. I'm not going to disagree. That's sadly kind of true. At least she was the most... Consistent? Consistent and well-developed mm-hmm. character. Yeah, she's well-rounded. Yes. <sighs> Somehow. Somehow even more so than Obi-Wan. Actually, not surprisingly, more so than Obi-Wan. Yeah, definitely. Frankly, Obi-Wan has a lot to go through in this. So mm. it makes sense that she would seem a lot more stable than he would. But yeah. also, she's going through stuff too. Mm-hmm. And I feel like we get that growth. And Yeah. She's just enjoyable to job. watch. Yeah. So I think they did a fantastic job with the casting of her. And I hope we see more of... Uh, I think it'd be cool to see like a stories from Alderaan. Hmm. I mm. think that'd be cool. I'm okay not. I'm, okay fine, I'm fine with not, but I think there there could be something there. I mm. I would love to see maybe older in like a few years when she has grown up a little bit, a young Leia training to become the senator that we know. I think that would be really cool. The diplomat? Leia yeah. the diplomat? Mm-hmm. The spicy diplomat? Yeah. I think that would be really cool. Mm-hmm. Obviously not right away. But I think that would be a really cool spinoff show or something like that. Yeah. Hmm. Or even books. Yeah. Get that kind of get that uh, character in more things is what I would love. Yeah. Yeah. But I think with that, thank you all so much for listening to this episode of Star Wars Uplink. We greatly appreciate your support, and honestly, like it's always fun. It's always fun having some Star Wars to talk about, whether it's good or bad. It always leads to some good discussions. And uh, in the next couple of weeks, we'll have a, an announcement of uh, something cool that I, I think would be really fun to do. But with that, if you would like to support the show, share us with your friends or your followers 
and uh, help spread the good word around Star Wars Uplink. Leave a review. It helps out a ton. You can leave a review on iTunes, Apple Podcasts, now Spotify as well. It is greatly appreciated. Uh, it's greatly appreciated, and it helps a ton. So thank you for that. We haven't had some new ones in a while, but we'd really appreciate it if you did hop on there. It takes like a minute or two. Uh, or even if you just want to leave a star rating, that is uh, great by us as well. Thanks again. You can find us wherever you listen to podcasts as well as watch the video feed on YouTube. So you can pick up wherever you want to. And you can have some added added experiences of the YouTube video as well. Uh, <laughs> you get to see our faces, yes. reactions, and all that fun stuff. Uh, greatly appreciate all of your support. And uh, as always, thank you for listening. And may the Force be with you. <laughs>